Hey, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. Welcome to another edition of Coaching You. Really excited. If you got to watch our videos from Orlando last summer, or you were there, you got to see a master teacher coach in Bob McKinnon, the head coach of the Texas Legends in the G League. Bob is one of the best coaches in all of basketball. One of the best clinicians in basketball. Does clinics all over the world, China, Mexico, but this guy can flat out coach. What you're going to hear is I've asked him about how he develops and teaches with his G League team. This year alone, he's going through 10 point guards. Can you imagine if you had to replace paper and then bringing him in and having to play that night? He's going to tell you how he does it. Tell you about his offensive system, his defensive system. I found it to be one of the most fascinating podcasts we've done this year. Let's listen to a few of our sponsors, and then we'll be back with Coach Bob McKinnon. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Hey, joined by a dear friend, Bob McKinnon, head coach at Texas Legends. Welcome, Bob. Brian, great to be with you today. You know, uh, you spoke at Coaching You live uh, this summer and were absolutely fabulous. Uh, you were off the charts, the content you gave and stuff, and and, you know, the thing I love about uh, coaching in minor league, you know, I coach in the CBA, you're in the G League, D to G now, uh, you know. Uh, and the thing is, I feel that when you coach at that level, you are prepared to coach anywhere in the world. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's it's a great teaching environment because, you know, with all the change that you have on a, on a daily and a weekly basis, uh, you know, this year alone, we've had 10 different point guards play for us. And, you know, we've had guys coming up and down and, and going to China and coming back and all that stuff. So you really have to teach day to day. And, you know, you have to teach in a way that it's fresh to the uh, guys that have been with you all year and, and still, you know, getting your point across to the new guys and, and, and making sure that they understand not only what you're going to do, but how you're going to play. And, and uh, you know, so... I think it's a great it's a great teaching environment, and and if you want to coach and learn how to really teach and coach, the G League's a place great place to be. You are the longest tenured coach in that league, am I right? 
Yes, I am. Uh, you know, Can you get any bonus, po- any bonus points or anything for that? Isn't you I- know, you, you kind of find your level, I guess, and, <laughs> and I love it. Um, you know, I'm not looking to, to move anywhere or do anything. Um, I'm in with a great organization. That's I think the, the best organization in our league, I think it is the uh, one that, you know, everyone emulates as far as, you know, our front office staff. They do a great job with sponsorships and, and uh, community fairs and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and then, uh, you know, they, they're, uh, our, our goal and, and our number one mission statement with the Texas legend is player development. And uh, so I, I, I'm in a great place and I couldn't be happier. You know, that, that is the appropriate message when you are just like it would be in minor league baseball, you know, to develop players. And yet I think sometimes it gets lost. And that is that is great. I remember uh, when our friends at the Clippers were going with a team and Lawrence Frank asked me, you know, what? What, what And, uh, you know, Gerald Matkins at the time and D. Brown were involved with the team. And I said, they said, I said, the number one thing not to get, don't confuse winning and development. Right, right. And, and you know, I think, I think winning is a little part of it, you sure. know, and it is a part because you want guys being in a winning culture. Sure. But, you know, I don't think it's, it's the first thing on the board every day, you know. And, and uh, you know, we, we tell our players every day. Uh, we, we come in and we say, all right, what's the first goal today? And, and they all know it's get better. And, and all we're trying to do is get a little bit better every day. And, and we tell our players, if you can take a little bit and stack those up day to day, by the end of the month, you're a lot better. Mm. And by the end of the year, you're really a lot better. And then you, you can move on and, and get a better jo- job in basketball and, and maybe make a career out of this thing when it, where, uh, you know, when the, they're done playing, now they can they can do what they want to do, not what they have to do. Now, what? Tell me, uh, in being uh, tech, technically uh, the minor league team for the Dallas Mavericks, what is the relationship as far as uh, what Rick Carlisle wants you to do in comparison to what he says? Do whatever you want to do. I mean, how, what is the what? What is the relationship on that? Well, Rick's been great. He's given me total access to, to both he and his staff. And, and uh, Mike Weiner is kind of my connection right. with them. And, and Mike sends me their updated playbook, you know, once, twice a week. Uh, he emails it to me, and, and I go through it. And, and basically what, what we do is we run – everything we run is what the Mavericks run. I just can't run everything they run. Sure. Again, the player chains that we have. Sure. But anything that we run, it's it's a Mavericks play. It's Mavericks tech, uh, terminology. Uh, you know, everything we do defensively is Mavericks terminology and, and, and playing so that when Jonathan Motley and Jalen Jones, the two-way guys right now, come back and forth, they don't have to worry about learning things. All they have to worry about is getting better and playing as hard as they can. Oh, that's great. And then – you know, we got our kid Kyle Collinsworth got called up to the Mavs actually four times this year and, and then eventually signed to a three-year contract. You know, he he fits in seamlessly because he knows all the terminology. He knows, you know, the plays that we run are the plays that they run. And then he just has to pick up, you know, the additional plays that, and stuff that they do that, that we may not do. I felt when I coached in the CBA that it was a league of dreams. Uh, is there anything more exciting to you as a coach than getting one of your guys called up? Not a two-way guy, because you know that's their their job, so to speak. Right. But a guy like Collins, you know, getting called up isn't that great? 
best feeling in the world. And, and it's funny, it uh, it happened with Kyle this year. Um, I was actually home. I uh, had just gotten home from playing at Sioux Falls. Had <laughs> flown home and uh, was home for Christmas. Oh, and, wow. And uh, Coach uh, Carlisle called me up, and he said, Bob, uh, we're going to call Kyle up, and uh, can you call and, and let him know? And it was about uh, – shoot 11 o'clock at night my time so 10 o'clock dallas time and i called kyle and i said hey what are you doing and he said you know i'm, I'm just uh you know watching a movie and and uh getting ready to go to bed i said well you know pack your stuff because tomorrow morning you gotta be at the Mavs practice facility at 10 a.m you got practice how and, great and, is that what a and, christmas you know, present. he was like jumping through the phone he was so excited oh that's neat no that is you know and and, and every story is, is is a little different but it's all the same in that you get chills you know i get goosebumps just uh, thinking about, you know, talking to those guys. And, and, and I've been fortunate to have good enough players that, uh, you know, I've had a few call-ups, and, and it's been awesome. Bob, you do clinics all over the world. Uh, when you go to, you know, like when you came uh, to the Summer League in Orlando and you had just come back from China, what's it like when you're teaching the game um, to people in other countries? It's 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 great because, it's, it's, again, it's teaching – you know, doing the clinics overseas and in China, and, and I uh, actually I, I do a lot in Mexico. Last last year, I think I did twelve different clinics in, in all over Mexico. Wow! And uh, you know the the enthusiasm that people have for our game. You know, it is really becoming the worldwide game, and 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 I think it's it's you know second only to soccer in popularity, and, and I think it's not far behind. And you know, so. When I go and do the clinics, it's great because, you know, I really try and stay fundamental and talk about the, the same fundamentals that my dad taught me, you know, when, when he sure. was a coach and, and, and I grew up and, uh, it, it's, it, you know, the, the good fundamentals never leave you and they stay true to the game. And our game, I think is the greatest game in the world because it's a player's game. And once the players get good fundamentals down, then their athletic ability can really take over. And so I think if you can teach people the fundamental way to play, I think it really enables uh, the best players to play at their best. We have high school coaches uh, and college coaches uh, from all over the states, as well as uh, international coaches on online listening to this podcast. Tell them how long you have in training camp to prepare your team to play a game. Well, this year uh, we had eight days, and uh, you know it, it and it goes quick. And you know you got to be ready. And and you know on the on the pro level, uh, you know you, you're putting in stuff, uh, you're putting in things every day. And you know then you're doing film work with them every day. And and uh, you know it's and it's just again that's why I, I think we really try and keep it basic and stay with the fundamentals. Um, I've always been of the approach that. I'd rather do a few things really well than a lot of things average. And so, you know, we have a couple, you know, things in our program that, that we do and, and we stress throughout the year and, and we stay to that. And I think it helps our guys because they understand, you know, and how to play. And uh, what we try to do, too, is we try to teach our players how to play, not how to run plays. Ooh, that's great. I like that. That's a great, great phrase. Uh, when you – when you're going into a situation, and I know watching you and Mike in the Summer League uh, in Orlando, there you have, I want I don't want to tell the answer, how many days are you getting ready uh, there? 
Uh, we had five the, days. You had five days. You didn't cheat. You didn't go longer than you're supposed to. You, you know, back in the day, yeah. I used to do it in two and a half. Your dad and I used to do it in two and a half days. But you guys take five now, youngsters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, but again, it's, it's, you know, the first day, it's like everyone getting there and stuff. So it's really less than that. Yeah. And the last day is a travel day, so okay. yeah, you, you so do you really have about three okay. days. Okay, I just want to make sure the NBA listens to this, so we don't want to get you on a violation, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. But you, uh, so you, in, in literally three full days, you got to get a team ready to play. You know, the college coaches, you were a college coach. You were at Notre Dame, North Carolina. You, you worked with good coaches, and, you know, we finished six, eight weeks of preseason. We don't think we're even yeah. ready, right? You know, oh, I didn't even get my, you know, my this in. We didn't get that in. You got plays, you know, like, you know, with three seconds to go, you have to get, you know, when you advance the ball, you got all kinds of special situations, yet we get them done. Why is, why is that? Why are we able to do that, in your opinion? Well, I, I think it's because, you know, you're working with professional athletes and, and, and players who are pros. Mm-hmm. And it's a pro, you know, approach to it. It's like, hey, either you get this or, you know, we got to let you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it's someone's job, I think they take it very seriously. And, and they don't have a lot of the other distractions, you know. And, and uh, I think the players, you know, when they get to that level are, are really in tune with, with how to play the game and, and how you want to play. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, the coaching staffs are so prepared uh, nowadays, you know, it it's it's you come in and, and you know coach carlisle and his staff man i'm telling you they have things down to a t there's not a wasted second in their practices i mean i go there i just marvel at, at how their practices are run and, and how coach does it and it, it's you know for a basketball junkie if you ever want to see a, a master at, at uh, running a practice you know rick kyle is one of the best i've ever seen yeah we we uh Chuck Daly, when uh, he was, we were the head coach of the Nets. We uh, we hired Rick as a basically a first year coach, uh, right? And uh, he really got to start with Chuck, and uh, and it was fabulous, you know, for him to, you know, we had Paul Silas, uh, Stephen's daddy, on the on the staff, right. another great coach, and and it was so much fun. And and when you have great teachers around. The efficiency, I think, that fellows teach with. I find a lot of college coaches, and I, I'm not saying this against my brothers that are college coaches, is that we sometimes we do drills for drills' sake. Where in the pros, I think we get right down to what it takes. We don't, we don't, we don't have a lot of fat around it. We just say, right. okay, you know, and and we get right to. The, I I use the word we have efficiency in our teaching. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. With you. We try to. I, I I tell our guys, you know, when I sit down and, and draw up our practices, you know, my goal is not to waste anybody's time, right? Because I, I think that's you know the the biggest resource that that we have is is people's time. So we we go down to the minute, and we never do a drill just to do a drill's sake. Everything is done that builds upon itself. That that is part of how we play and part of our culture. So you know. Er, we will never do just a drill to do a drill. And um, it's always building upon something that's in our program already. Bob, talk about the, you know, one of the things that blew me away this summer when, when I heard you uh, speak and you did an incredible job speaking uh, was the pace. You talked about the pace that your teams play at and how they're the best, pretty much, you know, right up there at the very top of the league. Uh, Talk about yeah. Coincidentally, yeah. right now, Brennan, our team is uh, we're second in scoring in the G League. We're number one in pace. We're number one in shots taken per game, 
And uh, we're also number one in assist turnover ratio. Um, and, and uh, wow. you know, those are those are things that, that uh, again, that's what we talk to our players about, and that's part of our culture. Um, and, and the reason why, Brennan, I've, I've taken that approach here in, in, you know, in the D League, now the G League, is on our level, guys have to get numbers, you know, in order to get that next job. Mm-hmm. No one's in our league to stay in our league. Everyone is trying to get to that next job. And in order to do that, whether it be the NBA or whether it be overseas, you know, a better overseas opportunity, they have to have numbers. And, and I recognize that. So I want to take the numbers part away and, and so that our players don't have to worry about that, that, that there's going to be enough possessions in our games and enough opportunities in our games for people to do things like get offensive rebounds and, you know, get, get defense rebounds, get steals and get blocks and, and score the ball and get assists. And so we're trying to get more possessions in our game so that our players get better opportunities when they're done playing with us. Makes perfect sense. Not many guys are getting jobs based on their defensive stance or how, how well they hold a guy down or anything like that. You're right, 100%. Talk to me about how how you build uh, your transition game or your running game. How, how, do, how do you go about that from a mindset standpoint first uh, in the beginning, let's say, of camp or when a new player joins your team? One of these 10-point yeah, points. You know, everything we do at the beginning is all full court. And, uh, we, you know, our, we do defensive shell full court. We, and, and, and if you come to our practice, I guarantee one thing, you will always see a defensive shell. Um, because even though I'm, you know, this offensive guy, supposedly, we, we work on our, in our practices, uh, on defense probably about 70% of the time. Wow. Because again, I want to score off our defense and, and we're going to play a certain way that, that a lot of people don't play and we pressure, we get up because we're trying to create steals. We're trying to create possessions. And so we do a lot of things early on in, in the full court. Talk to and me. Our, our practices are very fast paced. Uh, again, we go from one thing to the next and it's, and it's all timed and it's bang, bang, bang. And, and uh, the second thing that we really do a lot in our practices, we do a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I think that uh, my philosophy is with our guys, that when a guy comes to us, if he can show uh, the NBA scouts or the European scouts that he can put the ball in the basket, then I think they get opportunities because they can score and do something else. So we work a lot of shooting. I'm proud to say that uh, every guy who's played for me except for two uh, have improved their field goal percentage. And and we, we work tirelessly on that. We do uh, shooting after practice, before practice, Every day that we're in town, uh, when we practice, we have a second practice that is just shooting. Really? And uh, it's something that, that you know, we have, we have a big philosophy on. Well, no, I'd like to play for you. Jeez, that, that's, that's phenomenal, though. I mean, so t- talk to me. You've really piqued my interest in about five different areas now, so this could be a two-hour interview. But, uh, <laughs> but talk to me about uh, the full-court shell. I love that. Yeah, well, you know, again, uh, we want to pressure. Uh-huh. Uh, we want to create turnovers, so we're picking up early, and, and uh, you know, it's just it's just like your your normal, you know, uh, four man or five man shell that you do uh-huh. in the half court. We just spread it out over the full court, sure. and we talk a lot to them about angles. You know, um, you know, one of, one of my things with the, with that we 
t- saying our program is the further away from uh, your man to the ball, the further away you can be from to your man. Right. So we, we, it's all about spacing, you know, and and um, you know it, it's funny because offensively. A lot of the spacing things that we do are the old Pete Curl Princeton stuff. Sure. And, you know, we just kind of what we did, we took out all the stuff they did before where they just were wasting time. Yeah. But we use, you know, a lot of his spacing stuff about, you know, when we catch the ball on the perimeter, our, our players know that they have four things that they can do and they have to do them within like a two second count. They, if they're open, they have to shoot it. Right. And, and again, we work on it so much. They, our guys know that if they're open and they don't shoot it, they're coming out of the game. Wow. And then it, what that helps us with as well is, and I have a friend of mine who's in coaching. He said to me, he said, how do you lead the, the league every year in offensive rebounding? I said, well, it's simple. I said, when guys are open, they shoot and everyone knows it. So they're going to the glass. <laughs> so if you don't shoot it, you're killing us because guys are going to the glass. So we try and do it so it fits hand in hand. And, and again, I think one thing that I've learned as a coach is the way you play defensively has to match up with the way you play offensively. So if we're going to play fast on offense, then, you know, I can't just drop back and drop below the three-point line and play kind of a sloughing man-to-man. Right. That's not the personality of the team. Gotcha. So, you know, we're going to get out and pressure. And again, we do that full-court shell and, and – and get our guys, you know, locked into that. And, and it kind of, you know, they start to grasp it and, it, and it goes pretty well. Let me ask you, you talked about that your players have uh, four things that they can do when they catch the ball. One, if they're open, they can shoot it. The other three, just for our listeners. The other three is a uh, uh, quick, uh, quick swing pass. Okay. We look, uh, when we get it from one side, we, we try to get it to the other side as quick as possible uh, is the second thing. The third thing is a direct drive to the basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fourth thing is a direct drive at somebody. And then what we teach them is if, if you are driven at, you have two things you can do. You can either go back door or you can come dribble handoff. Gotcha. And, and again, that's all predicated on how the defense plays you. So when you see us kind of, when things break down and we're just playing, that's really, it's all based on those uh, principles right there. Four things on the catch and two things if someone drives at you. That's great. I love it. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball.
interesting thing I heard Tom Crean speak about a year ago was uh, spacing on offense. His team improved offensive rebounding because he had everyone spaced out behind three-point lines, let's say, to get great NBA spacing. But when a shot got went up, you could not block a guy out coming on a running start like that. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, made, yeah. And it makes yeah, perfect sense. Spacing is so crucial. And, you know, again, another thing we tell guys, if they cut, they have to break the three-point line twice. Meaning if they cut in, they have to break it and get back out again. I got you. And uh, it's, uh, spacing is crucial. And that's the thing that the NBA does so, so well. And the players are so good at, you know, you watch them play and, and they, they understand spacing so well, the, the good teams in the NBA, and, and they score a lot just off of that. Uh, when we talk about this, uh, always a big debate, high school, college, pro coaches, but mainly the high school and college coaches. How many people do you send to the offensive glass? Well, again, with, with me in our league, we yeah. send three. Uh-huh. Because, again, I, I understand guys got to get numbers, and, and rebounding numbers help our three, four, and five men a lot. And, sure. And we work on this, um, but I do help hold them accountable. And, and you have to hold your players accountable. You know, I say, hey, I'll, I'll let you go to the glass. But if there's not a sprint back, then – you know, you're coming out and the next guy's going in or, or I'm not going to let you go to the glass anymore. You know, there, it's, it has to be. And we've got, we got into a thing too this year where our guys, they were starting to backpedal. And we don't allow that in our program either is it has to, you have to turn and sprint and then get, you know, turned around again to guard. Uh, backpedaling, I found, especially on this level, just doesn't work because the guys are too good coming at you. Wow. I, I learned something this year. Uh in going out and visiting some colleges uh, from Matt Painter, the great coach of Purdue, um, who's been doing this for years, he said. Uh, and I had never heard it because, you know, we work all the time on transition in college and pro. And uh, he has and has forever. Uh, and I think it even was a Gene Cady thing. Uh, when that ball goes up and the ball goes through the basket, that point guard is up pressing the other point guard, just that player. And if the ball misses, that point guard goes and finds that point guard. He does not run back. Wow. And I'll well, tell you what, that's, that's, at first I said. Cool. I, I, you know what? Now that you mentioned, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch some of their yeah. games, and, and maybe that's something we can do. See, uh, I've learned something today. Yeah, see, I'm telling you. And I'm looking at first when, I, when he said it to me, you know, immediately, you know, your antenna goes up and says, he can't do that. And then I watched it. They could never get their team. His other team in practice with good guards couldn't get a fast break. Because they had the ball under control as opposed to the guy having a running blast at you where you can't stop the guy anyway. And I right. thought it was absolutely fascinating. And obviously this year they're top five team in the country. But and he and he just has a little bulldog point guard that, you know, you know, just you know, just you know, PJ Washington just gets down and guards you. And I think right. I think it's a neat thing and I, I tell you what, uh if I ever coach a team again you know, you watch my woman's team next year, wherever I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> but I tell you, you just gave me some food for thought for us. To, you know, I got nine games left, and don't be surprised if that's not in there when we play next. You know what I say, Bob? You know, I want you just to give me credit for it one time, then you own it. 
<laughs> I gave Matt credit for it. it. His done now. It's my idea from now on. That's but, right. Yeah. There you go. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just something that's fascinating, and I think transition defense. Uh, Larry Shy, you know, who's an assistant with the Mousy, and I have always talked about it. It is one of the biggest problems in all of basketball, and one of the yes. things that everyone emphasizes on. And that's the first time I had ever heard that, and it was one of the things I've seen that's that might be a game changer. So yeah, I mean, that's. It really That's is. Very a, interesting. It's an interesting thing, uh, you know. And if you take the point guard out, even if they outlet it to a two guard or a small forward, it's those guys got to be back with him anyway. Uh, right. You know, so it's an interesting concept. And the other guys all have to sprint back, as you said. So just something to think about. Um, yeah. When you when you start to build your offense in training camp, how do you, how do you go about it? You know, because you want to play fast and stuff. How do you, how do you go about it? What's the teaching process, or that, or the summer league? You know, to quick teach it. You know, and then when you get it, this is the part that a lot of our listeners that are coaching in high school, and college, they can't even comprehend the idea of all of a sudden bringing new players to your team in the middle of the year and having to teach your style, of play, system, whatever terminology you want to use, to someone to play that night or the next day. Yeah. Um, you know, again, we try to keep it simple. Uh, we try to teach it in phases and okay. phases go really quick. You know, our, our, our phase one is, is where it's the initial, you know, strike. And, and what we try to teach our guys is anytime we get a pitch ahead, we should be in phase one and attacking. Okay. And, and it, if our point guard or whomever pitches a ball over half court, it means we have numbers. Mm. If we dribble the ball over half court, even if it's a fast dribble, it then that generally means we're in phase two, which is more of our secondary actions. You know, we'll run our flow series out of there. We'll run our, our 77 series out of there. Um, and, and, you know, actual plays, you know, within the, the flow of our fast break offense. And then, you know, phase three um, is, is generally anything that happens off of a dead ball or a, a situation because um, we run on, on makes, misses, and turnovers. And we're either in phase one or phase two on any of those. Okay. And that's what we teach our players. And then, you know, if it's a slow thing where there's a dead ball situation, we're bringing it up, that's our set plays. And, and again, we have a handful of things that we do that the Mavericks do um, that we run as sets. Uh, and what I try to do with that is, you know, I take from the Mavericks what I think fits our personnel to run. And, and that's our phase three. And then uh, phase four is uh, any special situations. Mm. Uh, you know, your side out of bounds plays, your out of bounds unders, your end of clock plays, um, you know, end of game plays, you know, need two, need threes. That's our phase four uh, stuff that we teach. So we kind of teach it in those phases. And, and, you know, generally by the time you're in, in, in day two, uh, phase one and phase two are in and going. I, I, I've been doing this uh, uh, stuff, kind of coaching, for 44-plus years. That is the first time I've ever heard anyone describe it in four phases. It's brilliant. I love it. And uh, you're getting credit today for it, and then that, no. it'll be in my <laughs> next clinic. I'll tell you what, that is fabulous, and it, it makes so much sense. And I got it. Boy, that is great. I love that. Absolutely love that, Bob. That is so neat. You know, when you uh, – when I think a lot of people that, you know, when they have good players, when you have, when you're running, let's say you're in phase three and you're trying to run uh, a set play, 
what are the biggest things you're trying to focus on for that set play in the pro in pro basketball? Because a lot well, of a lot of the mindset of these folks, you're, you're, you know, you're yeah. looking at who's out there for you at that time and trying to get you know your better players, the, the you know the first strike opportunities out of your plays, and then you know if if they do something to take that away, then you have to have a secondary action or your players have to know how to play off of that that they can get something else done, you know, as, as a secondary part. In in pro basketball, we now allow zone defenses, but in the G League, do you see many? You don't. Yeah. Um, you don't see a whole lot. Uh, you know, uh, RGV played us one game, uh, a lot of uh, zone. Um, a couple teams will sprinkle it in. You know, we, we use it uh, – a lot of times, Brennan, to be honest with you, and I don't think I'm uh, telling on myself here, but we, we'll do it coming out of timeouts and, and stuff like that just so, you know, my philosophy is coming out of a timeout is I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be, you know, playing you zone or trapping you or something that you're not going to score running the play that you just drew up. I love it. Absolutely love that. No, that that is that is that's masterful. I, I love that. I, uh, folks I, that you that are listening, you know, I don't care if you're coaching men's, women's team, high school, college, or pro. Uh, this is a master blueprint of how to coach. And uh, Bob, this is incredible stuff. Talk to me about in pro basketball and NBA. What are the biggest things that you've noticed in the game changing in the last, let's say, three years or so? Where do you? And I think well, you know, with with a lot of the rules that they've come, you know, they've changed it. They they allow more freedom of movement, and you know, it, it's uh, it's allowed players to to really uh, flourish. And you know, you see guys like LeBron. You know, in the past, you know, he he'd have been held. You know, like Michael Jordan was hit and held, and you know, all that. And and I don't think that's there's, not a direct you know, knock. Much of that allowed nowadays. You, was that a direct knock think, at my Pistons? We held my no, I no. Okay, I, I didn't. I, didn't think I so. love the way your pistons okay, okay. play because you know that, that's the rules they were playing under. Yeah, no, I'm teasing you. You know, and and I thought it was awesome, and and uh, you know, shoot, it, it's a big reason why you guys were so successful. You know, and you know, you adapt to the times that you're in, and and right now, it's it's created a a, a uh, flow to the game mm-hmm. that you know you see Steph Curry and and. Guys like that, Clay Thompson, and, and and why the you know Warriors are so good is because they have so much flow and they have so many interchangeable parts. And then one thing that people don't talk enough, I, I believe, about the Warriors are defensively they can switch one through five mm-hmm. and not get hurt in most situations. And when you can do that, you can really be good defensively. And I think they're always one of the top defensive teams because of you know, their talent with, with switching one through five. It changes your preparation also to an opponent. I mean, yes. when you all of a sudden can go out there, you don't even have to have a discussion because you're going to switch anytime you, the players need to switch. And, and right. you know, you don't have to say, hey, we're going to ice this ball screen on the wing. We're going to, you know, zone up on the middle pick and rolls or anything like that. You can just, you know, do this. And I think it's a huge advantage and stuff. And they are very, very good defensively. What's the basic defense that you're seeing style-wise in the G League? Uh, you know, pick and man rolls, to man, and, 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 and most rolls. people are icing the, uh, the the pick and rolls now. And, and you know, 
like I talked, our guys, I said, Hey, every play comes down to pick and roll just about. So, you know, it's, what are you doing in pick and roll that really counts? And, and most people nowadays are icing it or sending it down the side or or whatever you want to, you know, call it. And and is there much switching uh, in other parts or, or you know, in our league, there's more switching than there is in the NBA because in our league, uh, you know, fours or threes and, and mm-hmm. threes or twos. And, and you know, it, it's our game is actually faster than the NBA's. I agree. Because, you know, our, our, our playing, our, our players position wise, like a four man in our league is, is very comparable to a three man in the NBA. And, you know, as far as defensively guarding people and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I think that uh, in our league, there's a little bit more switching that goes on than in the NBA. 50-game season. Uh, talk about the playoff format in the G League. How does it work? Well, uh, in each com- conference, there's two conferences. There's three divisions in each conference, and the three division winners are automatically in, and then it's the next best three teams regardless of what division they're in. Really? Okay. Yes. So there's six teams on each side. And then uh, it's one-game playoff. Uh, you know, at, at the best record through the first uh, couple rounds. And then uh, when you get to the championship round, it is a best of three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's fabulous. If you get to go to – fans, if you get to go to a G League game, it is great entertainment, great basketball, terrific coaching. Bob, I really appreciate you doing this. You were, you know, incredible – uh, speaker at our Coaching You event last summer. Uh, look forward to seeing you out in Vegas this summer. Uh, glad all the NBA teams are going to be out there together. Uh, it's going to be great. Best of luck as the season winds down. And again, you're really one of the best in the business. I really appreciate you being on. Oh, thanks, Brent. I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to speak at Coaching You last summer. That was a blast in Orlando. You do a, you know, I follow you guys and, and why you do a fantastic job of, of getting content out to people and and uh you know i I learn i learn things every time i watch you so i appreciate the opportunities Uh, my pleasure thank you so much appreciate bob thanks brennan i told you it was going to be special bob mckinnon for those of you who i know are going to hit me up and ask about him the system and that we talked about he actually taught in orlando at coaching you last uh july so go online to coaching you.tv uh and register and get that video for $20. It is a, one for your library that you want. He is a fabulous teacher and coach. Uh, speaking of coaching you, we have about a month to go for our early bird March Madness sign-up, $349. Remember, Las Vegas, July 9 and 10, we only have 100 seats this year. Everyone is a VIP. Everyone gets videos. Everyone gets fed. Everyone gets to meet all of our speakers. 15 speakers coming in there, sharing their knowledge. NBA people, the great John Gordon, Monty Williams. I mean, it's going to be the best we've ever had. So we're really excited about it. Please make sure you register. Take advantage of that price. March Madness ends. The game Monday night, deal off. Okay, so take advantage of it, $349. That is $125 less than our normal VIP rate that we've charged for years. So look forward to that. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sarah.